This podcast is brought to you by Facebook. Facebook is strengthening security during elections by increasing political ad transparency, blocking fake accounts before they have a chance to do harm, and reducing the spread of false news. Learn more at facebook.com slash action plan. From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And joining me today is Peter Cohn, who is the editor of the Budget and Appropriations team at CQ. Welcome back, Pete. Thanks, David. Good to be here. So last week we had some interesting economic news that will have repercussions for Congress, to be sure. The stock market took a nosedive, with the Dow falling more than 800 points. We got a new estimate from the Congressional Budget Office that the deficit for the fiscal year that just ended was the largest since fiscal 2012. And President Trump called the Federal Reserve crazy, his word, for raising interest rates this year. So, Pete, what's behind the stock market drop, do you think, and should we be surprised by rising interest rates? Well, first of all, let me just say that uh, you know nobody should take uh, financial advice from from me, but uh, just offering kind of some personal opinions here. And you know, this is a lot of this has been said. It's been out there in the financial press and and uh, and, and so forth. But uh, yeah, yeah I mean, last week the news was was essentially what the stock market. There was not one precipitating factor that led to the to the uh, dive in the stock market. It was just kind of a you know one seller begets another. Just there was a panic, and people just kind of there was a flight to to safety. Uh, and so, you know, typically what happens in, in this kind of environment, there was a stampede to the, to the exits. You know, there was a lot, of, a lot of concern about the so-called FANG stocks, that's Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, Netflix, you know, things that were happening with those particular stocks that, were, that have had huge run-ups over the, over the past year. People kind of looked at these and said, okay, maybe it's time to take a breather. And so there was a big drop there. And since those, com- those are such major components of the major stock market indices, the S&P 500 in particular, it had a huge um, y- you know, effect dragging down the rest of the market. Now, in ter- terms of interest rates, this is not a new story either. Interest rates have been progressively on the march. A lot of this has to do with what the Fed is doing. And this is what the president was talking about last week when he said they're quote-unquote crazy. President Trump would not be the first president to try to jawbone the Fed into his preferred policies. The Fed has definitely shown an independent streak. They've always been independent. Jay Powell, the chairman of the Fed, who is Trump's pick for the Fed, is definitely demonstrating his independence from the White House, as it's supposed to be. So nothing the president said, and the president can't really do anything to keep the Fed from doing what they've been doing, which is they're responding to the fundamentals in the economy, and they're on course to hike rates, the Fed funds rate, which is the, the overnight rate that banks lend to each other at, uh, again in December, and then probably, you know, could be two, two times next year, probably three times. Because why? Because of concerns of overheating? or Yeah. I mean, basically, this is just, this is a normal, this is the, this is the normal course of how the, uh, the short-term rate operates. You have in improving economic fundamentals, and you've, you've been in this low-rate environment for so long now, since the financial crisis, since Ben Bernanke cut rates uh, so substantially that they were they basically were just now climbing out of that back to kind of the more normal historical levels. And the Fed under Yellen and now under Powell 
has been raising the rates kind of in, in an orderly, uh, scheduled fashion so as not to really surprise anybody uh, in the market. Now, there was a bit of, surpri- of a surprise in the Treasury market over the last couple of days where rates went up quicker uh, in, in a shorter amount of time than people may have been expecting. So that kind of fed the, the panic that we saw over the last uh, few days in the marketplace. But what the Fed is doing now is really just trying to bring rates back to normal, where they, you know, where they were. And, and they're, in fact, they're incredibly low uh, by historical standards still. Who knows? Who, you know, why, why, does, why do the market does what it does? I think if we could predict that, we've all, we'd all be sitting on a private island somewhere. Yeah, but uh, you know, in terms of what the impact on on policy is going to be, it's going to be very little because what the Fed is doing is a reaction to the fact that the economy is pretty good and the projections are pretty good right now. Now we always end up in a recession. That's just the normal business cycle. We're going to be we're going to fall back in a recession at some point. Nobody really knows when that is. Some people are saying it's going to be twenty twenty, which would be interesting, right around the presidential election. Uh, we fall back in a recession. So the president, you know, is definitely cognizant of this fact that we are in a in a business cycle that could potentially end badly. And the last thing he wants to do is to have that sped up by the Fed moving too quickly. Because one of the things we've seen historically is the Fed raising rates in a, in a, you know, in a faster way than maybe market participants are expecting is that has tended to precipitate recessions in the past. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Facebook's growing team of experts are dedicated to strengthening security during election season and beyond. One way they're doing this is by using artificial intelligence to proactively block fake accounts before they have a chance to do harm. Learn more about their ongoing efforts at facebook.com slash action plan. And we're back talking with CQ's budget and appropriations team editor, Peter Cohn on what's happening with interest rates in the stock market. And the Congressional Budget Office has been predicting higher interest rates for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, the fact that rates are, are on the march is not news to anybody. Again, what the surprise was, was which the speed, the speed in which m- the market participants, bondholders around the world reacted to various factors that they were seeing in the economy and in the marketplace. But also what happens is when the stock market when equities sell off to the extent that they did, you also tend to see people piling back in to treasuries. There was a, a run-up in the, in the 10-year treasury, which is kind of the benchmark that everybody fo- focuses on, the 10-year treasury note. So that hit about three and a quarter a, a few days ago. And people kind of looked at that and said, oh, oh my God, you know, that means we're kind of headed for, for you know, a spike in interest rates. You know, the 30-year more, you know, it affects everything from the 30-year mortgage to student loan rates. There have been all these articles about how 30-year mortgage is now going to cost you 5%. People's head explode when they hear 5% on a 30-year mortgage because it's been down in the threes for so long, right? So, you know, people start panicking in this kind of environment. But the CBO, David, you bring up the CBO. Our, our listeners don't really need me to explain this, but generally um, when interest rates rise, uh, and especially when the debt rises at the same time, when the U.S. debt is always rising, we're about about $21 trillion right now. The more debt we owe, the more interest we're going to pay on, and the, more, uh, the higher the interest rate is, the more, uh, the, the more those interest payments are going to be to bondholders around the world. And so what the CBO is basically saying is that in the fourth quarter of this year, which we're in right now, 
Fourth quarter just began, 2018, calendar 2018. CBO is projecting an average interest rate on the 10-year Treasury note of about 3.3%. Okay? So just remember that number for a second, 3.3%. What happened to, to kind of precipitate, it was not, again, it wasn't the number one factor, but it was a factor in the market sell-off last week was when the 10-year Treasury hit three and a quarter. Okay? 3.25%. Now, and then again, it came back down, at least late last week. It was in uh, the 3.15, 3.16 sort of territory, so below 3.2. CBO is saying for, 20, for the fourth quarter of this year, 3.3%. So uh, it's right, all of this is right now baked into CBO's numbers. So it's not like there's some massive run-up in interest rates that is going to explode the debt and go beyond the CBO forecasts and, and so to throw everything that the CBO has already put out uh, into doubt. Now, CBO sees that 10-year Treasury note continuing to climb over the next several quarters. We're going to be at beginning of next year, 3.4. Quarter after that, 3.5. We're going, we're going to hit almost 4%. So Trump is, you know, in his typically, uh, to say the least, unorthodox approach to just about everything. Uh, and, you know, breaking with historical norms of, of, of past presidents is saying, look. The Fed has gone crazy. So you could say that, well, that's a lot of safety, actually, and it is a lot of safety, and it gives you a lot of margin. But I think the Fed has gone crazy. You know, you know, presidents don't often call the Federal Reserve crazy. They don't. <laughs> There's a lot of things that Trump does that uh, previous presidents have not done, as we all know. We don't need to rehash all that. But... If anything, it's going to reinforce the independence of the Fed. Uh, Jay Powell is not going to react to the president's comments in, in, by doing anything different than what they're already on course to be doing, and that is getting the federal funds target rate uh, back to where, at least closer to where it's been historically outside of these kind of extraordinary situations like we had with the Great Recession. And one reason we're seeing rising interest rates, I assume, is because federal debt is on the increase. Um, and we have a new number, a new estimate from the Congressional Budget Office on what the deficit was for the past, for the fiscal year that just ended in September, $782 billion, uh, which is on track, I guess, with their projections, but it's also the largest we've had uh, since fiscal 2012. Yeah. Uh, so, right. C Treasury and OMB will come out with the final numbers this week. It's likely to be a little lower than, than CBO's forecast of about $800 billion. They can't, their estimate is about 782 for, for, uh, for this coming this fiscal year. But there's a lot of things that go into interest rates. It's not just the amount of the deficit, the, the level of the aggregate debt that we have. It's things like inflation, wages. Uh, when, when inflation rises, investors are going to be demanding a premium on, on the bonds that they purchase. So inflation dr ends up driving up interest rates because uh, they want to earn more money. They don't want to just kind of keep pace with inflation or lose money given inflation. They need, they need to earn a return in order to be able to, to in order for uh, you know, the Treasury to entice people to buy their debt. So inflation is a major piece of this. Inflation has been rising. Now, part of that's because of the tax cuts. Part of that has, be, has been because of the, the additional spending uh, out, of, out of Washington. But basically, when the economy starts heating up, it tends to have, it, it feeds through into wages and it feeds through into inflation. And then from there, it feeds through into higher interest rates. So again, we're, what, all that's happening now is we're sort of getting back into a more normal period 
for inflation and interest rates. Uh, and yes, the deficit has an impact there a little bit. Okay. So we'll be watching what happens with interest rates and the rising deficit and more and whether Congress is prepared to do anything about it. My thanks again to Peter Cohn, our budget and appropriations team leader, for joining me today. Thanks again, Pete. Thanks, David. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ Budget Tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget Newsletter. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please rate us on iTunes. And for more budget news, you can subscribe to CQ.com or visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.